welcome to the Press Up Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Brody. Hello. And James. Hello. Kieran is unfortunately crook and could not join the show tonight to tell us all about the Tokyo Game Show, but... Hopefully, we'll have him on next week and tell us about going hands-on with PSVR and playing Shadows of Rose for the first time and all of that. But, James, let me start today by asking you, how many subdogs have you had in the last week since we spoke? Actually, none at all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, you'd sent us I'm another sorry, picture of a subway and there were there were some... I think I was bored. No, I was waiting at the subway and I was going to get it and then I saw the sausages and I moved on. Someone at my yeah. work, someone at my work had one and they had to throw it out. They called it inedible. Wow. Oh, no. See, now that's but that's on there. I reckon they picked the wrong toppings personally. <laughs> that's on them. <laughs> I think wait, I think wait, they, wait, wait, they wait. probably got like They went the very fucking, traditional. The they went very traditional hot dog. It was just cheese, mustard and sauce. Oh, really? <laughs> so do you well, get cheese on done... a traditional hot dog? I thought like a traditional hot dog Some was just sauce. Like when the Wendy's. If you're feeling do. extra. Right. Wait, I Brody just want to cycle get, back. Like, James, what are like the, the ideal sub dog? Seafood sensation, turkey and ham. Seafood sensation <laughs> dog. <laughs> what are what are the ideal <laughs> toppings for a sub dog? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would go no, I'd go like cheese, pickle, and jalapeno. I reckon that Ooh. would be perfect. Like a chili, like a Sonic style chili dog pickle and jalapeno with that's a lot of yeah sweet tart spicy and um would you call me something out another (laughs) word (laughs) yeah well i was eager to bring it up again the sub dog thing because it was very it was a popular segment on last week's show apparently (laughs) had a few people yeah (laughs) appreciating the sub dog conversation um yeah but we are here to talk about video games and james you previewed one this week one that i know Brody and i are both excited about as well how is scorn scorn is good i think um so the preview was like the first is they called it the prologue um the game doesn't seem to be split it's not like a game in terms of I don't know what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> sorry, you got to play the first it's hour. It's not a game? Like, is it not a game? <laughs> no, I know, it is a game. I mean, like, it's not like chapter one, the scorning or whatever the <laughs> hell, like, you know, it's just like, apparently this is the beginning of the game, so I've played the beginning of the game. Okay. Um, it yeah, The first time, I'm like, I, I was like, oh, I better play this game for preview one night, and it was like 2am, and I started playing it, and I was like, oh... It's kind of scaring me. <laughs> like, I, it wasn't like... Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't... It, it takes a little bit to rattle like it, your boots. I've played, I, like, I've, I've played a lot of horror games, so I'm pretty used to it all, but there was something about this game. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> everyone. I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just ignoring it. Anyway, um, yeah, it's... Nothing actually happens in it in terms of, like, there's no... There's no, like, things jumping out at you. There's no, like, loud noises. It's literally just, like, you're thrown into this world, and it's very alien. And even though it's something we've probably seen before in movies like Alien, there's still something really unsettling about it. Um, The atmosphere is, like, is really dripping. Um, Wow. Dripping both literally and metaphorically, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, it's 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 like fleshy and wet, and <laughs> it's just everything you want. But what about the game? <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, already such a chaotic yeah. energy to the start of this podcast. Yeah, sorry, oh my God. It's, it's hard. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's the game I'm talking the about. G- yeah, I'm playing the game. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. So the, cool. in terms of what we what I what I played, what did I play? So like you have to um, find a like the, the, there's a big door you need to go through, and you need to um, you need two people to open it. But obviously, this game is very much about keeping you isolated. So you need to find like a second like being to help you unlock the door. Hmm. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> there is. I don't really want to ruin it because I do think it is. It's all quite weird and out there. Um, but and we, we, did you encounter enemies? Like, uh, there's no, no kind of combat, so the, right? So it's just... I'm just, like, getting to that. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. No, that's no, fine. Um, so, like, it start, it's very, like, minimalist for a long time. Like, in terms of what I've played the first hour, there wasn't really combat in that there were no enemies really attacking me. Um, the, the main stuff you do is kind of just... It almost feels like a modernized version of games like Myst or... Okay. Um, I can't really think of anything similar to Mist off the top of my head right now, but yeah, like it's just walk around, inspect everything, work out which bits fit in which holes, and just go from there. Like, I mean, it's how just how it is. Yeah. Um, and that's on purpose, I'm sure. Um, but there were a few puzzles in terms of like sliding stuff around and all that. Um, but when you get to the secondary of the prologue, um, you do get a weapon. Um, the weapon is more like a, it's like a little, it's like a melee attack almost, not really a gun. Um, and that lets you solve other puzzles plus take down enemies, but the enemies are more just like, like, like oscillate, like things that are moving up and down and blowing hot steam. You know what I mean? Like, so you can either just run past them if you want, but, or you can take them down with your weapon. Um, yeah, it's definitely not like a shooter in, I don't think it's a shooter anyway. I feel like it's going to be very much... Um, like very chill. Um, in that regard, like I don't think we'll be taking down a lot of stuff. Maybe towards the end, chill, um, but but my scary. Main... Yeah, like <clears throat> it's a different. Yeah, it's definitely like a like it's tense and atmospheric, but it's not like in your face scary. Okay. Um, my big thing with it though is like I do feel like a lot of people like a game like Mist is that you can kind of get lost pretty easily. Um and you could easily miss, like, say, pressing one switch in the right order. But do you know what I mean? Like, when you were playing these adventure puzzle games, you kind of miss one small thing, and then that kind of that ruins the flow for you. Like, you yeah. have to go back and spend ages stuck. And because the yeah. game is so minimalist, like, there's no hint system, there's no HUD. Yeah. Like, there's a little... There's a very small HUD. But, you know, like, it's all very simple. Yeah. Um, Which is good for, like, you know, very old-school gamers and stuff but I do think there might need to be something to kind of help push people along mm. I think people could lose interest a little bit that being said I do I do think because nothing is talking to you there's there's literally no interaction um you know between anything else and you <laughs> like you do feel very isolated and super alone and that's I think contributes to the atmosphere so well mm. um but yeah I hope there's a story like I know that probably is a weird thing to say but i don't really yeah you didn't see enough of the game for it to really establish anything yeah i feel like it's just about exploring this world and i kind of also feel like like i've maybe seen it all already but like i don't know that's obviously surprises i'm sure um but looking at the gameplay footage versus what i've played it all looks pretty similar so i don't know if it's already like kind of blown its load too early and now i'm just like what do i do um, but yep. yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you very much for that review and 
for making a special effort to cram in as many sexual innuendos as you possibly could. I actually didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if it was off the back of (laughs) Shannon, like every header image includes for this game is that very phallic looking kind of tentacle thing. I don't know. You do finish the prologue like wet, covered in white fluid. Wow. Make of that what you will. There's a lot to look forward to in Scorn by the Sands things. Uh, But Brody... You've got a game I need to ask you about as well, because you reviewed Return to Monkey Island this week. How was that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really good. Um, it sort of reminded me how much I really enjoyed those early 90s point-and-click games. Um, mm. it's, uh, I, won't, I won't go too far into it, because if you are interested in this sort of game, I just recommend you play it, because um, as a you know direct follow-up to LeChuck's Revenge, I, I think... It'll do fan service and nostalgia and all that sort of stuff better than most games would this year. Like, it hits on all the notes that you would want it to. Um, the humor and the writing is really clever and self-referential. Uh, as far as the puzzles go, because obviously that's the crux of the experience, um, I found it to be fairly intuitive. Like, it, it's not... Um, in some of the other games, like, there was, like, some really obscure and abstract puzzles that, like, you really had to think outside the box for. Like, the, the Monkey Wrench one uh, is always one that I think about, which was just pretty obscure, and you'd have to sort of look mm. it up rather than stumble on it. Um, yeah, th- this all sort of uh, flowed along pretty uh, yeah, intuitively, but if you ever did run into uh, Strife, they implemented, like, a really cool um, hint system. So you don't have to go traipsing off to game facts or anything like that. Like there's like a magical book that you carry with you that uh, can point you in the right direction and give you little hints or, or bigger hints if you want. Like you can sort of just keep pressing it and getting, uh, it'll, it'll outright tell you the, the solution if you want it to, but like it can drip feed you like little hints to point you in the right direction, which I think is great for a game like this. Um, obviously the art style, it was a bit jarring at first, but ultimately I, I came to like it a lot. Like it's really col- colorful and suits the uh, the setting of the game, obviously. Um, uh, and the fact that it resolves sort of like that weird cliffhanger ending from uh, LeChuck's Revenge like 30 years later is really cool. And it sort of just takes it in stride and handles it in a really cool and inter- interesting way. Um, the only thing that some people might not enjoy is that the ending again, is somewhat abrupt and rather open-ended. I, I don't mind it so much. I found it to be nice and contemplative, I think, uh, given sort of what the game tackles story-wise, I suppose. But, um, yeah, all in all, really great adventure game, uh, a great return for uh, Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman. Like, they've done a, a great job with it, and I was really happy to play it. It took me back. Nice. I can't say I've played a point-and-click adventure, I think, since Thimbleweed Park. Yeah, well, that was, um, these, that was these guys. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Awesome. Ter- terrible toy box, yeah. Yeah. All right. I might well enjoy this then. I can't, I can't say I'm always in the mood for a point-and-click adventure, but the fact that it sounds like the puzzles aren't too... Um, yeah, the fact that you said I think they're intuitive, that speaks yeah. to me, because quite often I get frustrated in like just clicking everything trying to figure out how to solve this puzzle and progress mm. um but yeah if that's not too much of an issue with this one if it's uh friendly to to amateurs like me then then that sounds good yeah i'd say um, it definitely is yeah is it is it like a if you haven't had any attachment to the the monkey island sort of series is it a, is it an easy enough point to jump in um obviously you'll miss 
out on, I guess, just the nostalgia element of it. Like, because there are a lot of characters that come back from Monkey Island 2 and stuff like that, like Murray, the, the demonic skull and all that sort of stuff. But mm. if you are after sort of like a crash course on the story so far, uh, from the main menu, there's like a scrapbook that is like narrated by Guybrush, who, and he basically like recaps all his adventures and stuff like that in a pretty funny way. So oh, you can cool. sort of uh, get up to speed pretty quickly to uh, get into this one. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brody. Let's uh, crack on now then and get stuck into the news of the week because I know there is a ton to talk about. And Shannon, for those that have been living under a rock this week, can you recap what exactly happened with Grand Theft Auto 6 and these leaks slash hack? I can. God, this feels like weeks ago, if not months now, doesn't it? It feels like so much (laughs) has happened since then. In the nature Um, of this week, I suppose. It is. So basically last Sunday at about, I'm going to say like 4 p.m. our time, maybe 2, 3 a.m. Sunday morning in in the US. I don't really know how it started, but GTA forums, which I forgot existed, but I feel like I used to frequent back when like GTA 3 and 4 were coming out. It's like the type of forum that sort of goes dead for years, but when there's a new GTA coming out really ramps up. And I think someone posted saying, and they had like, uber hacker in their name or something along those lines they posted that they had like 90 screenshots and videos of gta and obviously everyone called their bluff and then lo and behold they uploaded a zip file with 90 videos and screenshots of gta 6 um footage which was obviously very in development and just very out of context obviously little bits of snippets posted probably in a slack between devs and in channels i'm not going to pretend to know how that looks like but if if it's anything like our chats it's just random stuff being posted constantly without much info and yeah that was our first look at gta 6 and i think i was telling james that without the context of the former leak from jason schreier about it being set in vice city and a bonnie and clyde story like i don't think these would have meant anything outside of the fact that it was the next gta 6 but with that information you could yeah, determine that it all those confirmed were right. that didn't it yeah it did and then i guess yeah, we, we got sort of, I wouldn't say a complete picture, but you could, you, we now know what GTA 6 is probably going to look like in terms of characters and locale and some of the key features. Um, and yeah, I think we all pretty quickly said that this is probably the biggest leak in gaming history. Like it is the biggest game franchise, entertainment franchise, Rockstar never talk about their games until very close to launch. So yeah i i don't know how yeah i suppose like this isn't this isn't a game or a series or a developer that were accustomed to leaking like it's usually a really tight ship right like assassin's creed you know we've had leaks of that almost every time it seems to be that is the case right um yeah definitely and this 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 is a definitely a a different type of leak in the sense that like it didn't leak in a storefront or a trailer didn't leak coming out of marketing like it's been pulled from either a server or something like Slack or some kind of messaging platform. So again, we don't know if this game was being released at the Game Awards in December. It could still be two years from being released. Like we, this doesn't give us any indication of how far along the game is really or when it's going to be released or announced. It was literally just a first look. 
Admittedly, I haven't seen everything that was leaked, I don't think, but Neither. based on what I did see, it certainly did look like there was a bunch of debugging kind of stuff all up on screen. Maybe it was just being played in engine, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. It did look like the kind of stuff that like devs would be kind of sharing amongst each other as they were like yeah. testing out certain things. For me, it, playing around with parameters it was fascinating. And, kind of and I, know, I know we're going to talk about this in yeah. a sec, but it was fascinating to see like, it was a wide variety of stuff. Like some things were missions, some things were like, heists mm. but then other things yeah. were literally just like running tests and gun tests and the most random little tests and to me obviously shitty situation but it was really fascinating to get this type of look at something we would never get to look at in this light from rockstar let alone most other devs yeah so probably important to note at this point that rockstar have come out and acknowledged that they were indeed hacked and verified yeah. that everything that's been released is in fact of yeah. their game in development which um, surprised me a bit to be honest like i think that was the best move that they could have made and i was surprised to see them do that so quickly to be honest yeah, I think it came off the back of there really being a big outpouring support for the devs, a lot of people expressing sympathy for them. And, um, you know, as, as interested in people are in the game um, in details, this certainly isn't the way that they wanted to find out more about the game, especially with such kind yeah. of malicious intent behind it. Um, but others have been quite critical of what they've seen of the game as well as a consequence of this leak. How do you feel about how this is all played out, Brody? Yeah, uh, it's obviously pretty... Dis like, in terms of a news story, it's, like, it's compelling and it's obviously great. It gives us something to talk about. But if you sort of just consider the fact that these guys and girls and, uh, like, they've just been working on this game for, you know, probably five years and they've had it, uh, you know, released like this and put out to the world in a way that they wouldn't have wanted and that's that's obviously going to be devastating for them so obviously awful for the devs um but uh all in all like i, I i'm just glad they've come out since and they've said it's not going to affect their development schedule like it's not going to push them back um they're just going to carry on business as usual so it's good they've seemed to have taken it in their stride in that sense but um obviously as you alluded to uh i don't know if you actually said it in your question but it's in the agenda here but uh Gamers in particular have shown their obnoxious side again, just uh, being very critical of the footage that they've seen, despite it being very, <laughs> you know, in development, um, as though that's what Rockstar was trying to put out into the world and show off Grand Theft Auto 6 with. So, yeah. you know, they'll do what they do. But um, yeah, like Shannon, I found it to be pretty fascinating, actually. Like, I, I don't begin to understand, like, I don't preach to understand game development at all. Um, like obviously play games, but uh, I wouldn't know the first thing about coding or debug or anything like that. So I, I thought it was all really cool to uh, see a game so stripped I think it's behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds you, like I, I guess we all just think about like the end product, but like it must just, it's a reminder of like how much work must go into just like the most basic things that happen in these worlds that we a take for granted and then b criticize if they're even the smallest bit off what one thing that i've liked is the because uh, in the, one of the comments that came out was saying that oh graphics are the first thing they should work on blah 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 and then all the other developers in sort of support of this i suppose <laughs> have like put out like side by side videos of like their games like really early in development mm. what the final product was so that that's been a cool little trend just to see like all of these games sort of in their barest forms before all like the bells and whistles were put on so all in all, I'm still super super stoked for this game. Like, if anything, I'm I'm now more stoked now that. Uh, well, it I feels guess, real. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's it's tangible now. So, 
and like all the things that we'd heard, like the Bonnie and Clyde story and the Vice City setting and uh, yeah, like that being on the lamb and heists and all that sort of shit like that. That's uh, it, it feels real now. So uh, and that mm. that setting was already compelling to me. So knowing that that's what we're going to get in, you know, two, three years or whenever this game comes out. Obviously, after Bioshock, as I've discussed with Shannon, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm keen to play it. So I'm glad it hasn't affected them too badly. But yeah, like huge, huge story. Yeah, I think it's like quite shocking though <clears throat> to kind of, to see how little um, people who play games understand how they're made. Mm-hmm. Like I feel <laughs> like I'm. I know that they say don't read the comments, but like you can't help but do it sometimes it's very train wrecky but like i um just yeah people saying like this looks like shit like why would they put this out and it's like well they didn't <laughs> like do you know it looks like, unfinished it, yeah yeah well, like, and it, it looks is. unfinished it's like well, well it is that's literally what it is but you'd argue um, like it's this it's the same of any medium though like how many people would know the ins and outs of making a movie like they fucking wouldn't yeah I was just most people that. would know what would go into I agree making a record this is like probably you didn't expect for this me to go in this direction but I just think about like say like the Barbie leaks from the Barbie movie <laughs> sure okay, I don't know if you guys <laughs> sure that's the same following this <laughs> that's the same this is, well people are like super upset didn't Margot Robbie like, say that she was she is she devastated. was like devastated because all the costumes are spoiled. Like, and that's yeah. like, I get that. Like, and then, but a lot of people like are already criticizing that. And it's I, like, I feel like film is such a different beast. You don't, I don't see how it all comes together with like the music. You just see people awkwardly running through silence. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Any, movies are interesting because yeah, it's like yeah. they well, announced especially those especially the Barbie movie as, yeah well I mean like we knew the Barbie movie was in production right like we knew who had been cast and like who was attached like they announced all that so far in advance and then I guess you maybe don't see anything until the trailer comes out but it's pretty common that like set it, photos are leaked yeah, to that kind of thing it, it, I do and they think just seem to roll with about, it in a way the video game industry kind of panics about like it, I know I think game, the, the hack is different is, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, this is stolen, and we'll get to this in a second at the end of the day. Yeah. But, like, I do think the games industry is much more private um, or closed off, I guess, than, yeah. say, other industries, especially. Um, but then I also think that they kind of have to be because people will just look at a screenshot, point out that that puddle isn't reflective enough, and then say <laughs> that the game is shit. Like, that's the extent of the criticism that you get from, like, the wider audience for games. Mm. And, I, and, yeah, and it, and it frustrates me because, like, you know, I would love to see so much more shit earlier on. Like, I love to say, as an example, the Dead Space, um, like, remake. I feel like they've been... I mean, there probably could be more stuff, but they've been quite open with how the stuff they're showing is quite unfinished and you get, like, bits and pieces and stuff. Mm. Um, and that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, like, you, it, is, it does suck that, like, you've got that, like, I guess, like, a vocal minority who... I like, oh, it just looks really shit. Like, they shouldn't put something out until it's, like, 100% polished. That's just not how it works. Like, so the games are finished even after they're shipped physically, you know? Yeah. Uh, what annoy- uh, th- that crowd was annoying me, and the other crowd that was really annoying me was, like, the crowd that were like, oh, well, it's Rockstar's fault for not showing us anything, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> honestly, like, at that, like, yes, we all want to see this game, but that doesn't mean they deserve to be hacked and have their no, shit leaked. No, not at all. Yeah. Like this. Like, it's just Yeah, bullshit. I did see somebody who was like, that deser- yeah, that they deserve it because they're so secretive. And it's like, well, that's they're up to them. Like, they can do whatever the that's fuck they want. Exactly. And I also feel like that, yeah. I, I feel like there is a lot more buzz and hype and just general 
yeah, hype, I guess, um, around, like, say, Grand Theft Auto, because the trailer reveals for those games. I remember the trailer for 4 and 5. I don't particularly care for them, but, like, they they are, they are do feel like events. Like, yeah. everybody does stick around to watch them and stuff. Um, so that's mm. definitely gone a little bit now, um, which would suck for the developers, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't think anybody deserves to have their hard work stolen and broadcast before it's ready. So, yeah. If you guys saw some of my reviews before they were finished, like, <laughs> don't often see them once they're done. If you see so. some of these podcasts before they were finished, <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 frustrating, and maybe it is kind of like the fickle nature of certain camps of gamers that kind of see a leak like this where it's quite early on and they kind of already ride off a game in their mind like or, or like already make up their mind on a game and why we're kind of being a bit more sensitive with games about like not showing them until they're ready. Um, and I guess like the, the nature of game development too, like you might be working on something that doesn't make it into the final version of the game for whatever reason. So until you kind of know what that fi- final finished product is, you're not too eager to show it. Um, one thing you can be yeah, like, I think based on what we saw from these leaks, I have a lot to be excited about. I think like having what presumably like the first female protagonist within the grand theft auto series is like super cool. Um, I kind of like the, 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 I really like, and I like what we saw of, of her. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't say I'm like terribly excited about it being like staying in America. Like I kind of like the idea of it maybe venturing elsewhere. Um, And especially like Miami, presumably, which it is and which we've seen before. But um, I I don't know. I still feel like there's plenty of fertile ground for the kind of satire that Rockstar bring to games that maybe wouldn't carry out of the US as well. Um, But yeah, I, shitty circumstances for this all to have taken place. Um, I do feel for Rockstar, but it's not really dampened my excitement for the game at all. It may have even made me more excited for it and eager to see what they're going to show when the official reveal comes time. Yeah. Agree. Did you have anything else you I wanted to add to that, few... Brody? Sorry. No, all I was going like to say was... No, I was going to say, if there's one thing you can bet on, though, it's that the people who are talking shit at the moment aren't going to change their stance. So there's going to be negativity around this once it is revealed anyway. Because gamers are fickle. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they die on their hills. That's what they do. Nevertheless, I hope. I yeah, I hope they the naysayers at this point could be turned around when they see the see the official reveal. But I guess time will tell. And you're right, people do get stuck in their ways, and maybe the people complaining about it now are the people that are never going to care about it in the first place. True, they're going to buy it yeah. anyway. Everyone, yeah, is. everyone will. It's gonna be like the best <laughs> Three times over for the forever. for the PS like, five, six, and seven, and twelve, <laughs> and twelve. <laughs> um, curious to see what happens to GTA, GTA Online when six is uh, six is around. Guess we'll have to wait and see. All right, let's segue over into my new sort of not so new favorite segment that is tech time with Shannon lingering around like a bad smell. James is already growing very weary of it. Um, but his favorite, it, it is, it is apt that we should bring it back today because new 4,000 series NVIDIA graphics cards are here and Shannon, they're mega pricey, like super, super expensive. Somehow more expensive than last generation, which kind of boggles my mind. Um, what is there to be excited about with these cards? Do you think? Um, oh, to be honest, like, look, I'm not the biggest PC guy. And when it comes to this kind of thing, like I, 
I don't, I struggle to get my head around it. Like I understand it, but there's a lot to get your head around. And more so with the 4000 series, it's a bit confusing to me. Like obviously they're more powerful, but, um, and DLSS three is apparently going to like double performance, which is incredible. But I don't it's annoying really that that's exclusive to this. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's annoying and I don't really get why, but I'm sure, I don't know if there is a reason or they're just doing it to push the 4,000 series, but it, that's exciting. And the prices are expensive, but then people are paying like three grand for a 3080 at, for a good chunk of like 2020, 2021. So they're yeah. not that bad. That, so the exciting thing is, yes, these are a lot more powerful, but then the also exciting thing that comes with this is the 3,000 series, including the 3080, is going to be a lot cheaper. Like I think I saw it for a grand this week, which is crazy, to be honest. Um, and I think they're staying in production somewhat as well, right? Like, I think it's well, a little bit are, of a And I think another thing I was confused about is there's two 4080s, and I suspect that exists. So the 3000 series is still being sold and really appealing for below the 3080. I don't know if you saw that, Ewan, and could make sense of it. Uh, I can't say I've been able to make much sense of it. Um, it's it's exciting and it's powerful and uh, yeah yeah I can't like it is it is all like incremental improvements and I think um, the power of these is is obviously exciting whether or not it's so significant a jump that me as a 3000 series owner would be considering an upgrade I I doubt it like I don't think it is pushing that um, and from a couple of reports I've read as well too, like they're meant to be pretty power hungry cards too. So it may also be not just the graphics card I'm upgrading, but my power supply too, um, which all gets a bit scary, but yeah, like you, I'm a little frustrated that like any improvements they're making to DLSS aren't coming back to the older cards too. I yeah, don't know if that's down I, I to like the changing in the architecture or like what that is with the new cards, but um, I don't know. It's like, like a lot more competition is heating up in this space, which hopefully means good things and puts some downwards pressure on prices. But I think if you're in the market for a PC or you're looking for an upgrade, it's a much better time to do it now than it certainly was like a year oh, or two absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Um, with I- like all the new chips out as well too. Like if you're not getting the new stuff and you may not need to get the new stuff, honestly, like hopefully, like you say, you're finding some 3000 series cards at a cheaper price point, but like it's always going to be incremental improvements. Undoubtedly a 4080 TI is around the corner as well, which will be better still. Like we're kind of getting these mid generation bumps as to bumps too. So I don't know. I think like look at kind of the games you want to play and what the specs that they require are and just kind of keep it to that. You don't need to, um, yeah, blow the budget. Brody, how are you feeling? You built a, a, a gaming PC not all that long ago. Are you pretty happy with yours? You're not tempted to make any upgrades? Uh, if anything, I might uh, latch. Tell us about your latest of- purchase, Brody. What, what have you gone and done? Oh, I have time with done. Gibbo. I might have, uh, yeah, in, in spend time with Gibbo, my uh, <laughs> my new segment of the shit that I buy. <laughs> uh, we actually should because you um, are like prolific at purchasing random. Yeah, I'm like. not responsible with my money for a person that has two children. Um, <laughs> I bought a uh, I bought a Steam Deck. Woo! Uh, yeah, so it should be here in uh, in a few weeks, hopefully. So you could have bought a 4080. I probably could have for the price I paid, yeah. Um, oh, my God. But, uh, no, look, as far as um, 
uh, these new cards go, yeah, look, I might latch to the scraps of the the current 3080 owners who will likely upgrade, and I'll just maybe upgrade to a 3080 or something like that. But with yeah. the games I play, I don't really need to be putting out 4090s and DLSS 3.0s and shit. Like, yeah, that. Those are all just buzzwords to me, man. I, I feel play like indie games. The 30, remind me when the, the 3080s came out early 2020 or like mid 2020 before next gen. And that's when this was really exciting to me because I feel like if you wanted to play any AAA game well, like you had to get a 3080 or 3070 where now I feel like any AAA game I want to play on my, my couch, on my PS5 or Xbox. And it's like indie games or random weird crap that I'm playing on PC that just doesn't need this type of power, to be honest. And like I don't know. That's just me though. Again, yeah. I don't. I don't pretend to know much about development and stuff. But I was listening to kind of funny today. I think, and someone made a good point that like in games that are multi-platform anyway, they tend to benchmark for like consoles, and the consoles are obviously going to be significantly weaker than whatever a forty ninety is going to put out. So it you might not see any benefit of having one for quite some time unless you're playing purely exclusive PC games. Like I don't know, unless it upscales and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into that entirely because I think what the, like what you're getting out of PC are like those uncapped frame rates and kind of native resolutions. I, and I stuff, think right? a better so, way of putting what Brody just said is like I think you're definitely going to see the benefit of these with DL, DLSS three, which I think they announced like 35 games would support. Like that was the key takeaway for me. Like that is the big reason to own these cards, and that's I just want it in consoles so badly at this point. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty amazing tech. And Switch. James, to try and... I see you're distracted. You're on your phone playing Candy Crush or whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, but to try and rope you into this conversation, did you see that they announced an RTX-enabled portal? Like, would a, a super mega up portal be enough to tempt you into at least coming over to Shannon's house and trying out his machine? Um... <clears throat> No, <laughs> like, I mean, I'll come to Shannon's house regardless. I don't need Portal. Um, but yeah, cool, I guess. Does it do, Sorry, definitely does not do enough to nothing, get you excited about I have, There's nothing insightful or penetrating that I can offer on this topic. We, it didn't we look great, I must admit. We're talking about PC gaming now, just... So I don't. I don't know what you what you all thought, but it, to me, it looked better in some of the RTX off instances. Like it looked a bit overkill to me, and it looked, took a bit of the charm away from the game. To be honest, I've like not used ray tracing like nearly as much as I have. Like, or I, I like wanted to with my thirty eighty. Like, I was super excited about turning it on with everything, but it does like have a serious performance up. hit. Um, and for pretty like minor improvements, like, am I excited about the world where it is kind of like effortless and you just kind of have it enabled by default and all of those lights are being traced in real time and whatnot? Like, yeah, cool. That's fine. But I don't know if it's quite like the next generation, generational jump that NVIDIA would have you believe it is. Um, yeah. Is it, is it pretty amazing tech? Yes. Does it? make a huge impact to how experienced games no not really do we think shannon um this has any implications for the switch pro which we need to talk about in every podcast <laughs> i think <laughs> Until yeah, we they'll just strap one of these they'll strap a 49 to the next switch and you'll just get <laughs> just your Zelda in at the back <laughs> um 
I don't, DLSS I guess, tech could be amazing. Yeah, for exactly. A Switch, right? And that, that's yeah. clearly like going, it's clearly flying ahead at like blazing speeds. Like it's always improving. And this is another big leap. So, like, the, as much as I want to switch pro now, like the longer it takes to get it, it should theoretically be better. But then knowing Nintendo, they'll use like 15 year old tech anyway and just release waste hardware. But yes, this should make for a 4K switch when playing in docked mode, I think. With DLSS. So get excited for that. <laughs> Fingers crossed mm. one day that that happens. <laughs> uh, look, I'm conscious we are going along and still in tech time with Shannon. but We are. Um, Never let it end. Let, let's let's let, like table our PSVR conversation until we have Kieran on. And we can ask him about playing it himself. Um, Brody, let me ask you then in tech time with Shannon. That, would you consider getting a detachable disk drive for your digital ps5 provided that's the way it works uh like i don't know if they've said it works that way but um uh as long as it didn't look stupid and you know it wasn't prohibitively expensive I, i'd get one like uh disc games are obviously five looks now yeah well <laughs> look that's a valid right. <laughs> that's a valid point um yeah look it, obviously it's it's established that games on disc are generally much more affordable than digital storefronts so uh yeah look i, I wouldn't see the reason is. why i wouldn't yeah in australia though right yeah it's more of an australian thing yeah. yeah yeah so sorry to our overseas listeners for getting your uh, hopes up there but uh <laughs> yeah shannon what do you make of this like do you see any value in having a detachable disc drive this is obviously the rumor that's kicking around that this is going to be think- announced in the not too distant future it's a weird thing to do it like model. two and a half years in, but I think this would have been the way to do it. Like just have one model. And then if you want to drive, you can either buy one with a bundle or yeah, buy it extra or buy it later. And they're yeah. only producing one SKU then, which would have helped things in my opinion, quite a lot. Yeah. So yes. My hopes, my hope is that it'll like be built into a stand or something. Well, like the, it- the rumor said that it would, I'd assume it would, like, clip on. Because if you think about how the PS5 is yeah. now, like, it sits at the bottom. So, my yeah. assumption is it would just, like, slot in somewhere. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Want to want to keep an eye out on, I guess. Uh, all right. Well, last little topic of the day, then. Um, we had our first look at the next AFL game um, coming out of Big Ant Studios here in Australia. Shannon, what was your first impression of the game? Um, my first impression was... Why is this at the MCG in a tent without being marketed at all? But my second footy, impression footy final was... final season. Footy exactly, festival. Yeah, I know. I know. You just happen to be walking past, wondering what's in this white tent. And then it's the next AFL game. Um, it looks okay. Like, obviously, uh, well, it looks good. But, yeah, I'm cautious to say that that means it's going to be good. Because, obviously, graphics is one thing. And I definitely think Big Ant have shown with, with motion capturing and stuff that they, they they know how to do that and they know how to make games look good. But then obviously, yeah, how it's going to play is another thing. And they did have a set shot demo set up and that looked good and, and played good. It was still a little bit off in instances, which Brady can talk about a bit more. But yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic from what I've seen so far that this should be better than the last few AFL games, which isn't saying a lot. Yeah. I'm always like amazed on how well they do do with these games. Like, given it is has to be a pretty small budget sort of thing by nature of it, only really serving a small market. Um, but yeah, Brody, how did you find it? 
Um, I obviously have only experienced it through the, the footage I've seen, but um, yeah, look, I, I think it looks promising, I, I suppose. Like character models look improved, lighting looks better, animation to a degree looks a bit better. Um, mm -hmm. There's still weird little hangups. Like I was watching some of Shannon's like set shot uh, footage, like of the goal kicking and like he kicks the ball and it's like gone about 30 meters before the character like just jumps and tries to like smother like four, four minutes after the fact. So weird little things like that. But um, yeah, look, it looks pretty it's promising. It's still early days though, right? Like I assume there's still a ton more yeah, attention time yeah, before this. Look, probably, out. but I'd be surprised if that's not the exact... Uh, oh, lost me earpod. Uh, oh, I'd be surprised if that's not the exact um, animation that's in the final product. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, one thing I will say is I do think Big Ant did really well with AFL Live, the first game that uh, we can't, like that we got in this most recent generation of AFL games, I suppose. Um, and then it obviously went to Wicked Witch from there, and we never really got to see what they could do with the foundation that they, they built. So yeah, I'm keen to see Look, what they do with it here. And it looks and like from, from stuff we've seen that they're, they're going to expand on the modes that they've, they had originally, and they're going to expand on modes that, you know, uh, yeah. Wicked Witch introduced as well. So I will, I don't know, I don't know the guys at Wicked Witch at all, but I know quite a few people at Big Ant. I know Ross, who is the CEO of Big Ant. I don't know, he's like a massive AFL fan. And he said as much today, like, he's probably not going to make a profit on this game with how many people are working on it and how much resources going into it. But like, I know that he will at least try and make it the best game possible. And he's wanted this license back for a long, long time. So I expect him to do everything he can to make it decent. I think we've all said like, well, not all of us, but Brody and I have both said before that like AFL is quite a hard game to replicate into yeah. a video game. And yeah, let's, I, I'm happy to, to give them the benefit of the doubt and see how it goes. Yeah. Good stuff. That's all you Good can stuff. do. All right. Before we segue into what the wiki and uh, everything that's sure to ensue there, uh, I do have a quick rapid fire question for the three of you. Uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta was on this past weekend. Have we got more details on Warzone 2, including a new Tarkov extraction type mode and dolphin diving coming into the mode as well? Uh, Brody, have you played any of the beta and do you ten intend to play any of the game at launch? I've not played the beta uh, and yeah, I will probably play it at launch. Why not? I'll give it a nice. go. Nice. Um, I have played the beta and I will intend to play more at launch. <laughs> James? Yes. No. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> I'm assuming that was no to both. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Shannon. I'll um, be busy. Like, there's so much shit coming out. It's true. I'm sorry. It's very true. None of them are COD. Um, yes, I did play it for three or four hours, and yes, I will play it at launch. I was a big fan. Alrighty. That means it's time for What the Wiki, the Press Start Podcast game show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the games. Uh, the first to guess two games correctly wins around and takes home the point. And due to some controversial circumstances, last round, Brody has a quick statement to make before I explain what will happen to the points as a result. Brody? Thank you, Ewan. Uh, thank you for providing me the platform and opportunity to uh, get this off my chest. And here's a statement <laughs> I've, I've prepared myself. Thank you. Uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry to everyone for my actions. I'm ashamed and disappointed in myself. I'll be taking some time to reflect on my poor decisions, which will never occur again. To everyone that has supported me over the years, I'm truly sorry I let you down. Thank you. 
Um, so what exactly are you apologizing for? Like what happened? Oh, so sorry. Yeah, I'd like to know so, too. So, so allegedly, everyone who listened, allegedly, <laughs> and I don't think there's a lot of evidence to support this, but apparently <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Except wow. the audio evidence. Apparently, <laughs> I, I haven't listened. I haven't listened to it again. I, I couldn't. Um, apparently, I ripped Shannon off Royal of a point last week uh, that he thinks would have led him to go on to win what the wiki, even though. I don't think he knew any of the other games in play. So I don't think so, it was ever really a so danger. Look, are you apologizing or are you not apologizing? <laughs> did you not hear my apology? My, my, my crafted apology? Very sincere. Shannon. It did. Shannon, I'm sorry, mate. Almost like you. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll take it. So, yeah, in case you missed it, Shannon buzzed in first. Brody thought it was me that buzzed in. Let me have a guess. I got it wrong. Then he went to James's guess. James scored the point. So, in effort to resolve all of that, James is still going to be awarded his point from last week. So, he sits pretty on 11 points. Brody just pined on 9. We're going to give Shannon an additional point for last round as well. So, he's now up on Thank 7 you. points. He's got a I'm pity point. fourth on 6. Kieran's got a point on 1. And Harry and Stephen tied on it. Nilpois. So, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, as last week's winner, James is today's host. He's raring to go. Um, is my microphone on? I just yeah. maybe I should start checking. You can all reach. You can all rock. Maybe you should have checked that last week for nobody. We <laughs> ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the player controls the main character from a first-person perspective. Although the main character is a civilian with few combat skills, they are able to arm themselves with a variety of weapons, including handguns, shotguns, flamethrowers, explosives, and chainsaws. The main character can block attacks to reduce damage, and various sections of the game are spent being pursued by members of the family who you engage in combat. Shut in. Oh god, that was it, your that end. Was that was your end. Yeah, that was <laughs> your end. <laughs> to me, that was definitely you and uh, Is this Resident Evil Seven? Full title. Biohazard. Yes, it is. Congratulations, you and thank wow. you. Wow. Cool. <laughs> Let's keep on moving. <laughs> okay, so the game is the first game in the series designed for two-player cooperative gameplay. If a person plays alone, the secondary character Shannon. is controlled by the game's AI. Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yes. I don't know what it is. In. Calm down. Resident Evil Five. It is Resident Evil 5. Congratulations, Shannon. Can you tell James Thank prepared you. this last minute? Yeah, yeah literally. Is, is yeah, the, yeah, is this the, the, the stuff like, over my left shoulder? Con- yeah. <laughs> the people need... No, the people need context. It, I didn't think I was hosting until 10 minutes before. Maybe Wait, what? Five. Yeah. When you so, were- I don't know. And so the first no, three to four games you could think of were all Resident Evil games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. literally. Without even going to the Wikipedia this- page. This next, yeah, this is all from my brain. Yeah. Now, this next one might surprise you. What's the jumpy? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Players control the main character on a mission to rescue the daughter of the Brody. president of the United yeah. States. Yes, Brody. Is it Resident Evil Four? <laughs> it is Resident Evil Four. Congrats. We're going to a tiebreaker. That's really annoying. <laughs> Let me do you have one? one? Let me quickly think of another Resident Evil game. Yeah. I know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> This is scary. I, th- um, I hope it's what oh, I think shit. it is. That would just really... 
Well, I'm glad we've knocked out four and five because those are the two that I haven't played. So this is good. Oh, okay. Or the first. So you haven't played six. I'll pick six. Or six. Then. I haven't played six, no. haven't played <laughs> six either. Not, obviously. Two, three, seven, eight. Okay, this is live, so I hope I don't fuck it up. Um, <laughs> let's go. Obviously, it's not six. That makes it easy for everyone. Um, the game is a survival horror game where the player controls somebody from a third-person perspective Shannon. to interact with the environment and enemies. Mm. Shannon. It's literally every game, but sure, Brody. go. After God, Resident God Evil it, Brody. Brody, you can't. Wait. <laughs> Brody's <laughs> queued Shannon, up. No. Shannon, <laughs> Brody's next. Can I? You'll let it queue up. You'll let it queue up. It's like a printer. Come on. <laughs> 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 We're all queued up. Resident- Let's go. Oh my fucking god! Let me speak. No. Wait, Resident Evil Reverse. Is it, your- is it not no. Reverse or not? Okay, it's not. No, it's not. I'm glad so I next, queued up now. Paper Jam. Was, was I next? Yeah, you're next. Is it is it, is, is it Resident Evil? No, it's not. Ah, is it Resident oh, Is it Resident yeah. Evil Three? It is Resident Evil hey. 3. Oh <laughs> that was fun. Like a what the wiki the, race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. You picked my favorite one. Kind of. Did I? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm... Yeah. Well, in a way, this no feels thing. like balance there restored because now Shannon and I are tied back on seven points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the I theme? I hope you enjoyed that. James. I don't know. Just games that I've played. James's favorite games. <laughs> games that I've played at that least fifteen it. times each. <laughs> yeah. games, games that I've played that I know you've all played at least once. There we go. That's With not that, even true. Let's bring an end to what was this week's episode <laughs> of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at Press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. I've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at Shancake underscore on Twitter. I've also been joined today by Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And managing to avoid any controversy this week in what the wiki, it was James. Okay, it wasn't my fault last week. Like, no, I'm just saying, you did a any... good job. Like, uh, our last host. You've done good this time. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jams, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.